welcome to the Here for Growth podcast, a dedicated space for those who want to grow their mind, body, and spirit while being inspired, empowered, challenged, and supported to reach their potential in this lifetime. Life is such a short trip. Let's make it the best it can be. If you're here for growth, let's do this. Welcome to the Here for Growth podcast. This is your host speaking, Tanisha Reedon, and I'm so excited that you're here listening today. I really value your time and energy to be a part of this community, and hopefully I will be sharing some new things for you to learn, be challenged by, grow, and take with you as you go on in life. So I wanted to do a little bit of an introduction about myself. Um, I am a certified fertility doula and support practitioner. I am so honored to be a part of any person's journey building fertility faith, mind, body, and spirit. And what's really important to me is sharing and celebrating, highlighting body literacy, fertility, mindset, and spirituality as those are my passions and how beautifully they all connect align and sync up together. So I invite you to come along with me on this journey to help you reach your fullest potential in life, fertility, parenthood, and beyond. Today, I want to really talk about your hormonal cyclical nature, but primarily from an energetic standpoint um, and nature, a view from nature, a cyclical point of view. And the reason being is that I feel like we are so unfortunately misled and left in the dark about the real true power that we have um, as females, as women in this time and the wisdom that our body holds, the connection to spirit that we innately have. And my goal is to make sure that everyone knows this and that this message and truth is spread throughout the world. Now, there's an interesting quote that I have here from Gloria Steinem. And just so you know, the majority of my inspiration around these topics, um, around reproductive health care, sovereignty, knowledge, comes from a few sage wisdom um, seekers. And uh, those would be Dr. Christian Northrup, Elisa Vitti, Kate Northrup, um, you know, certain books like Taking Charge of Your Fertility, um, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, Goddesses Never Age, you know, just so many. Um, but this quote here really, I think, puts into perspective the dichotomy, the the imbalance that we see in how young girls are taught about their bodies versus young boys and how this conditioning and programming especially from a young age, really sinks deep into the psyche and the cellular memory of of girls and children throughout generations. The quote goes like this. Girls are taught to view their bodies as unending projects to work on, whereas young boys from a young age are taught to view their bodies as tools to master their environment. And I pause there because just sink into that. Like how true is that, right? 
I feel like as females, as women, we're constantly looking at what do I need to improve? What do I need to work on? And sometimes within the health space, the, the holistic space, it can feel like we're constantly always trying to heal and grow. And while this podcast is meant to aid you in that journey, there is going to definitely be many elements of honor where you are, integrate where you are, um, realize that you are human and that you are having a human experience as a spirit. And it's not always going to be constantly about learning something new and pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. We are human beings, not human doings, right? And with that, when we have the proper knowledge in place and facts and reality, evidence-based and intuitive-based, we can really start to actually live the way that we were meant to live. So let's get into it. So I'm sure you have heard of the circadian rhythm, right? Circadian rhythm is one of many different biological clocks and the circadian rhythm is a 24-hour clock. It governs your sleep-wake cycle, different bodily functions. Um, for example, you know, the urge to use the washroom at particular times in the day. It's like that intuitively so that you don't have to get up at four in the morning to relieve yourself, right? That would not be conducive to you getting a rested full night's sleep um, and allowing the body to really regenerate. But it's not the only system. It's not the only clock. The circadian rhythm, every man, woman, child, everyone has um, on this planet. What's unique about it, though, is that there is another biological clock that only females or women identifying folks have in their reproductive years, operating simultaneously with the circadian rhythm. And this rhythm is called, drumroll please, the infradian rhythm. Yes, may or may not have ever heard of this before. When I first learned about it, my mind was cracked open um, with true innate truth. My body knew this. But once it was confirmed by, you know, someone like Elisa Vitti, who I first learned this from, it was like an inner knowing, a validation that I had. And what's so unique about the infradian rhythm, other than the fact that it's operating at the same time as your circadian rhythm within your reproductive years, so that from your first period to your last, is that it governs six key systems of your body. It governs your brain, your immune system, your metabolism, your microbiome, your stress response system, and your reproductive system. And the fact that probably the majority of people that will hear this podcast have never heard of it before just tells you a whole lot of what you need to know in terms of the, the very real gender bias that is within the medical and scientific community. Now, let's get into all of the juicy details about every part of what I mentioned, all the, key, all the six key systems, and how as females, as women identifying folks, that we are so lucky and that we truly won the luck of the draw when we received and got that XX chromosome um, to be able to have this innate responsibility, power, and capacity to, you know, 3D print tiny humans, as it said, 
whether or not we want to, this wisdom rely, you know, lies within us. So let's get to it. For the brain, if you are a female or a woman identifying and you are living and operating with your infradian rhythm along with your circadian rhythm, right? I love the quote, we are infradian girls living in a circadian world, right? Trying to navigate life when the majority of the world is operating only from a 24-hour clock, right? You could even say the patriarchy is men operating and setting up the whole world to align with their hormonal clock, right? And all that I am suggesting and that those before me have suggested is that we do the same as women, as females. So your brain, we have a bigger prefrontal cortex. So this is the part of the brain where you have a higher ability to make executive decisions, higher cognitive functioning. We're better at planning, organizing, and impulse control. We have better judgment. We have a faster uptick in empathy. And this develops faster and earlier in females. You might have heard that quote, girls mature faster than boys. Well, when it comes to the prefrontal cortex on a physiological level, this is scientifically accurate. So that's number one (laughs) in the brain. Number two, we have a bigger hippocampus. And this is the part of the brain that houses long-term emotional memory. This is why we never forget an anniversary or maybe an argument, the way that we may have found out that we were pregnant, our birth experience, positive or negative. Um, This is why. We also have a smaller amygdala, and this governs the fear and anger part of our brain. So we're better able um, to diffuse tense situations, and we're really kind of seen as the peacemaker in the home. That's why everyone is always yelling, mom, when something's going on, because generally speaking, we know that she'll be able to resolve (laughs) the, the issue. We also have a bigger insula, and this houses gut feelings, intuition, Um, and scientific fact, right? So what is intuition? Okay, so think about it this way. Think about this formula because a lot of the time when you hear intuition, generally speaking, you might think it's woo-woo or, you know, very fluff. But realistically, intuition is very scientific. It's a very um, intentional um, experience that we have as humans. So it is facts, the facts that you're experiencing, seeing, being given, your feelings about it, plus the external environment equals your intuitive decision. So we all, we use all of these to make the next best choice. And this is super smooth and accessible when, asterisk, when we are in sync with our intuition, when we are connected to our body, it is that much easier for us to be in alignment and communication with our intuitive side. Next, we have a bigger anterior cingulate. So this is why women generally take their time in making big, deep, impactful decisions. This is the part of the brain that really houses thoughtful analysis. um, And, you know, this has a dramatic decrease in errors made or regrets. We also have a bigger corpus callosum. So this is the bundle of nerve fibers. If you think about your brain at the top of your head, the bundle of nerve fibers in the brain that connect the left and the right hemisphere together. This allows you to have a greater authority over decision-making and problem-solving because both sides of the brain are communicating more freely. Um, and this is this is even higher at certain parts of your cycle. So you can really see just from a brain standpoint how we, again, we really we're lucky in getting the draw of the XX chromosome. So next we have immunity. So 
increased, we have increased disease resistance. And now this makes sense. Of course, nature would imbue you with this ability because again, we are the ones, if we want to, uh, with the ability to 3D print tiny humans and babies. And we've been given this upgraded immunity because of this. So I see this as a huge win. And you might notice moms generally rarely get sick while the whole family has gone ill because we have a higher ability to have our immune system that much stronger. Our metabolism is next. So we love our men. We love our males. Okay. And it, the fact is that women and females are nutrient retainers, whereas generally speaking, men are nutrient wasters. So not saying this in a bad perspective, but from a physiological perspective, um, drink, you know, drinks, food, what have you goes through their system a lot faster. You know, if you're going out for drinks and you and, and you know, a guy friend or your partner, what have you both have a beer, you'll probably notice that he'll have to go to the washroom a little bit more quickly than you will. Um, and it, again, the reason is that women usually um, are the ones who are who have been blessed with the gift of retaining and holding on to and slowly breaking down what we consume so that we can get the most nutrients possible from that food. Because again, if we want to have those you know tiny babies, those three 3D printed babies, we need to have our nutrient stores at max max viability. And this happens what I'll be talking a lot about in preconception. You're really, really building up those stores um, within the bones, within the cells to be able to have enough, to be able to have that healthy pregnancy, you know, hopefully a smooth birth. And probably one of the more important ones is um, a more blissful postpartum recovery. Okay. Because it, it can take up to two years post-birth and post, you know, if you if you do decide to breastfeed, chest feed, up to two years for you to get back to the nutrient stores that you had prior to conception. So if you were already depleted before that, you got a lot of catching up to do. So why not put in the effort, the the support to be as optimal as possible? Next and last, we have our stress response. Again, of course, nature would bless us with this, you know, think about it this way. When there's a tense situation, it's just like men, we have, we secrete cortisol, right? The stress hormone. But we also, as women and females, secrete increased oxytocin. Oxytocin is the love hormone. So we have the stress hormone and the love hormone. And you may be thinking, well, why is that? What is that? That doesn't make any sense. Well, really think about it as the tending and befriending gift. So an example I liken this to is if there is a situation or a crisis, you really want to be around a woman or a female because she's going to have more of the group think mentality when it comes to creating a solution. What is going to benefit the most amount of people? How can we support the community moving forward as opposed to an individualistic approach to solving problem problems? Which, again, not to knock men, you know, when it comes to them protecting their families, yeah, they're probably only thinking about their family, right? And this is a huge generalization. Not every man is like this, et cetera, et cetera, so don't come for me. But generally speaking, from a physiological level, this is what science says. So before, I'm going to wrap up here, but there is, you might be noticing one that I missed, which is the reproductive system, and I'm going to get right into that. But the reason why this is so important, and I'm so passionate about this, and, you know, there's the the kind of like, so what? What do I do with this information, Tanisha? It is my belief that access to information is power. 
okay? An empowered woman, an empowered person, a self-realized woman is a force to be reckoned with, is sovereign, is free, is in control of her health, her body, and essentially her destiny, right? Access to information is how power is either created or suppressed. And it is my intention that every person, every female, every woman um, is the powerhouse for their life. Now, I, like I said, you might have noticed that I did not mention the reproductive system. And part of that is because this is a larger conversation, but to go over it generally, we do have within our 28-day-ish cycle, we have four specific, very de- distinct hormonal phases and changes. And um, there was a study done by Dr. Catherine Woolley from Northwestern University. And she found that the female brain can change up to 25% on a weekly basis. So your brain is different. You're a different person almost week to week. And then it resets with the next month. So there's a whole lot of predictability within that right? This notion that women and females are all over the place and all this kind of you know nonsense really is just that we don't honor and we have not created space to learn about our very predictable nature and how to optimize. Um, so the first phase, which is what I call, this is the phase that's after your bleed. I call it the recharge phase or the follicular phase from a scientific point of view. It can range between five to nine days. Um, And this is really, if we're going to go back to like nature, right? This is really the springtime energy. This is the the waxing moon, the buildup, the recharge, right? So in this particular phase, you know, your hormones are still a little bit quiet, but they're starting to slowly ramp up to build a new cycle. So you're recharging your energy, you're focusing your goals, you're creative, you're planning, you're preparing. This is like new year type of energy in your body and in your life every single month. You can see it as a fresh start. Then we have the connect phase or the ovulatory phase. This is what I would liken to um, summertime energy, the full moon really, really coming to fruition. So what's happening biologically in the body is one lucky follicle is getting ready to be matured during ovulation to prepare for potential um, conception and implantation. This is your inner summer. You are magnetic, vocal, social, um, and naturally via hormones, because of the hormones that, you know, from a physiological perspective, want to conceive, you are um so much more easily attractive on so many levels. So if you want to record a podcast, have an interview, ask for that raise, go on a date, that connection is going to feel that much more easy for you because of the way that your brain is operating, because of the hormones that are being secreted at that particular time. So you can use that to your advantage in your life, in your work. The next phase is what I call the engage phase. This is kind of uh, also called the, the luteal phase, okay? This can be seen um, when progesterone is on the rise and you're kind of in the nesting and get it done energy. You can also liken this to autumn or the waning moon, right? We're getting stuff done. We want to close the door. Everyone don't talk to me. I have stuff to do. 
This is the longest phase in our cycle. So it's kind of really neat that the longest phase in our cycle is, a, is the part, the phase that we want to get things done, that we're super duper productive, right? I've heard of somebody calling, you know, when you're organizing your calendar, your list of things to do, create what, what they called a luteal list because it's going to be that much more fun, that much more easy and accessible for you to get this stuff done that maybe, maybe you've neglected the majority of the month. You know, you avoided cleaning your closet or you avoided doing X, Y, Z, and now you just have the gumption, the gusto to get it done. And then finally, we have back to the bleeding phase. Okay, this is what I call the reflection phase. So if you do not conceive, your hormones begin to decline and estrogen peaks and your uterine uterine lining will begin to shed, which is your bleed. Um, This can be likened to winter, the new moon energy, and this is when your brain, like I mentioned earlier about the corpus callosum, the bundle of nerve fibers in your brain, your brain is perfectly wired to connect those both hemispheres at this time. And so this is an ideal time for evaluation, reflection, review, and slowing down. It's just that much easier, again, because of how the body, the hormones, and the brain are operating. Woo! Just take all that in. The innate intelligence, the power, the grace, and truly, I would say, the flexibility of the female body, of what it means to be a woman. And while all of this is going on, yeah, you also do have a circadian rhythm. And again, men, males, children, and postmenopausal women are only operating in their circadian rhythm. But in your reproductive years, you're operating with both. And just a little um, love to my postmenopausal listeners and followers. There's an amazing book by Dr. Christian Arthur called The Wisdom of Menopause. And this book, for the first time, got me excited <laughs> to experience menopause when my time comes. Because essentially, this is a very, very, you know, skimmed down version um, of, of one of the many reasons why I'm excited about menopause. But the energy of um, ovulation, of connectedness, of openness, um, you know, you're in your wisdom, your, your throat chakra is open, you're able to communicate, you're attractive. That ovulatory energy from a physiological hormonal standpoint stays consistent throughout menopause because you no longer have these four different cycles, right? So you're not, you're no longer living the infradian rhythm, but you're getting the benefit, the power of your ovulatory connection phase for the rest of your life. And think about it. That makes so much sense. That's why we have wise women, sages, elders, you know, think about tribes used to consult their elderly women on, you know, whether or not they should enter that war, who should be the next chief, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they would allow all the women to go into their red tent and connect and um, reflect on things. So every single month you have this opportunity in your infading rhythm to basically have a whole new year. Reflect on how things worked that month in your love life, in your career, in your food, in your body, in your spiritual connection, what worked, what didn't work, and then rejig for the next month. Like how powerful is that? I just love this so much. It lights me up. Um, and this is something that you have access to as well. Now with the power of charting fertility awareness, 
you know, coming off of birth control, which is something that we'll get into. No shade to birth control, but there are some things to know about it that, you know, you will not have access to this from a physiological standpoint. You can still move through life with the energetic of this in radiant rhythm, but you're not, you're not having that experience from a, a physiological, biological brain level. Um, but I can help you with that. I can help you understand your body, create fertility faith, fertility awareness, um, so that you can really live in connection, be embodied with the confidence that you innately have, and dispel the rumors, the the lies, the myths of the wrong education that you may have been given about what it means to be a female, what it means to be a woman and a girl in our society today, because the power is so strong. A lot of the times, women and mothers, they're leading the household. Their energy sets the tone for the household. Um, You know, my husband, you know, he's my biggest teacher, you know, probably until we have kids, but he has been with me on this journey pretty much since day one. And I've been very open (laughs) about my beliefs about this. And he's been so receptive and supportive and understanding. And I will tell him, you know, like, you know, I'm in my engaged phase. I'm in my luteal phase. I might be a little more prickly right now. So just temper what you say around me because, you know, this is, this is how things are. And I will know, okay, I'm feeling a little prickly. Maybe I'll just kind of stay in my, in my corner for a little bit till I, till this feeling passes or I'll journal it. Why am I feeling this way, right? Because the luteal phase is what they call the PMS phase. Um, that's also the phase where you have no filter. <laughs> that that veil of being the nice girl is gone, right? Um, and so if you're if you haven't honored yourself, your truth, your voice, it's gonna come out during that time. So I will say that I don't I don't often experience PMS because I'm able to be authentically myself, at least within the safety of my home, pretty much the majority of t- of the time. So that's something to reflect on as well. But like I said, you do not have to go through this experience of trying to figure all of this out alone. I can support you. This is my work as a fertility coach, a support practitioner, is to work with you, mind, body, and soul to uncover, connect, and help you reach your goals and your potential, whatever that might be, getting off birth control, you know, working on recovering and and putting into remission, you know, your PCOS, your fibroids, um, or consciously conceiving or consciously, um, you know, conscious contraception. All of that is possible. And I would love nothing more than to help you on that journey. So be be sure to follow me on Instagram, your your conception coach. um, And I am here to support you in your success and journey beyond. Well, that is a wrap on today's episode. I'm so happy that you were able to listen in. And I really hope that you were able to get something out of today, whether that's inspiration, education, or expansion in being challenged on this topic. Whatever it is that you do to integrate new topics into your life, my ask is that you share this episode with anyone in your life that you think could benefit from listening. And also, if you are so kind enough to do so, wherever you're listening, please rate, review, and subscribe. And stay tuned because I have so much more goodness coming your way. Thank you for being here for growth.